my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 12th day of February. Thank you for joining me today on this Lord's Day. I hope that you are with the people of God, if possible. If this is your day to meet, most days, most people, most believers, it's their day to meet. So I hope that you are able to be with the people of God, celebrate the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, and participate in the activity of uh, the body. I'm in uh, West Columbia, South Carolina today ministering. We're also having a little sit-down meeting with our friends in Chapin, South Carolina this afternoon. So we will be uh, recording both of those encounters, one of them, at least one of them on video. Uh, But we'll have both of them up in the next few weeks so that you can enjoy the journey that the Father has us on. Today, speaking of the journey the Father has us on, we're Mark chapter 3, and we are continuing our verse-by-verse look at Mark's gospel, his version of the Jesus events. Most of chapter 3 to this point has been descriptive, not a lot of talking, and that's Mark probably more so than any other gospel does that. Um, Not as many big sermons by Jesus. Matthew has the Sermon on the Mount, Luke has the Sermon on the Plain. John has chapter after chapter of Jesus giving commentary, saying prayers, giving teachings. Mark's unique in that there's not a lot. Jesus speaks. He, he has a little bit to say at the top of the chapter in the healing of the man with the withered hand, but he's speaking predominantly uh, two statements to the man with the withered hand and then a sentence to the Pharisees. That's all we've heard from him. And Mark presents it, I've, I've said this before, in an immediate style, a frenetic style. I think this is the first moment we could make an argument that Mark presents Jesus in a bit of a lonely style. Uh, as a man who, um, Mark's version has Jesus as human, I guess, as any version, in that whole speediness, that whole moving around quickly. I think you'll see what I mean in regards to the loneliness in the next few verses. Mark chapter 3, verse 13, And he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted, and they came to him. Then he appointed twelve, that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. Well, there's a couple of things about this that's of interest. First of all is the fact that Jesus goes into the mountains to be by himself. This is not the only time that Jesus will have this response to crowds. In fact, sometimes in the Gospels, it's blatant that he's doing this in that he'll be healing people and there'll be hundreds of people or thousands of people gathered around, it seems like, and then he'll just vanish. He goes away to a private place to pray. And some of that is Jesus resisting the swell of the crowd that might want to make him a king or might want to get him off of his mission. Some of that is Jesus needing his spiritual batteries recharged. So he goes away, in this case, to the mountain where he talks to the Father. He gets he has time alone. Some of it could be a reflection of a bit of introversion on Jesus' part. He needs quiet time. Introverted people need quiet time. It's where they find themselves. Um, This could be what happens in Jesus. Um, In any case, it's Jesus, and we're his disciples, so we ought to at least use it as an example. And that is that sometimes we need to steal away, and, and sometimes we need to get out of the spotlight. We need to get away from the swell. 
We need to find our own mountain place and where it's quiet, where it's private, and talk to the Father and get our batteries recharged and move out of the hustle and the bustle. Well, the reason why I say that Mark could be giving us something in regards to the loneliness of Jesus is let me read for you those salient points again. He called those he himself wanted. They came to him, he appointed 12, that they might be with him. Let me just, just let me read that again slowly. That they might be with him. Why does he call them? Well, he wanted them in verse 13, and he wanted them to be with him in verse 14. Now, we are to assume, because we've already had the call of Peter and Andrew, James and John from earlier in Mark, that these are the individual disciples of Jesus, but we're to assume that there's a large crowd of people around Jesus. When he steals away to places like the mountain and then calls people to himself, he calls the 12, the, the, what we call the 12 disciples, and that he calls those 12 because those are the ones he really wants to spend time with. What we are not to assume is that Jesus just had 12 guys walking around with him. That was never the case. He would have had a lot of people around him, sometimes dozens, maybe hundreds of people. And there was always women, lots of women who had been impacted by ministry, who saw it as part of their ministry to serve. Um, to, and, and we see that repeatedly in the ministry of Jesus. So there's, a, there's this large assemblage of people, this large group. That's, that said, inside of that large group, Jesus had a more intimate relationship with 12 people he wanted near him. So he chose to be near these people. And he did it so that they might be, and I'm just quoting the text, that they might be with him and then you might send them out. My question is, is Jesus exhibiting the human tendency towards needing someone close to him? Friendship. Perhaps the question's too pointed, but I'll ask it. Was Jesus lonely? We do note that he chooses friends over servants because he's got a lot of people running around with him that are willing to serve. But when it comes time to choose, he chooses friends because in the book of John, he will call the 12, you are my friends. And he chooses them, the ones he wants to be around, which tells me you do get to choose your friends. You don't get to choose your family, but you do get to choose your friends. So choose wisely. Choose those with whom you wish you could spend time or want to spend time. And it doesn't mean that your choices have to be perfect. And it doesn't mean that the people you choose are perfect. You'll choose them for a variety of reasons. Jesus ends up picking one who betrays him. And the text brings that out. We'll, we'll read that tomorrow. But is Jesus terrible at picking friends? Or is it an indication that sometimes even when you pick your friends or you choose the people to be around, you choose them not because they have no faults, but you choose them despite their faults. Because it isn't about them being perfect. It's about being with them. That's something to think about. More on those 12 apostles tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.